0: Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter one, verses 18 through 25. Listen for the word of God. Now the birth of, of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly And they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus.
1: Term architect. Joseph was not an architecton. He was a tecton. He was just a builder. Says he was a carpenter, but we don't really know. All we know is that he fixed things. He might have been a handyman. He might have made implements of tools. But he was a very simple man. He was humble. He didn't have any high aspirations, probably, because of his lot in life. And as he got older and he was finally able to support a wife, he was betrothed to Mary. Happy day. His life was going to be great. And then she comes to him and says, Joseph, I have news. <laughs> Guy shows up, think he was an angel, tells me that I am going to bear a child. For all pregnant already but it is God's child and you can imagine how thrilled Joseph must have been how he must have said right I believe that now Joseph is betrothed to Mary And the law says that a young woman in Deuteronomy, this is Moses' law in Deuteronomy, that if a young woman, a virgin, is found to have a man that comes and lies with her in her city, she and the man are supposed to be taken out to the city gate and stoned to death. That is what the law provides for. We don't know how often it happened, but we can certainly see it in that part of the world today where if a young woman is raped, she's often killed because she's dishonored her family, she's no longer pure. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. This is what following Scripture allows. I want to repeat that. This is what following Scripture allows. So people that say, I'm righteous because I follow every word in the letter of the law in the Bible, you should say, you know, there are times when it may not be the right thing. Scripture says Joseph, being a righteous man, being a righteous man, decides to set her aside quietly, not to embarrass her, not to make a big fuss, not to say, this wasn't me, this is my reputation. He decides to set her aside quietly. He doesn't believe her. And then that night in a dream, an angel comes to him. And what's interesting in dreams, think as the angel that came to Mary, um, think Clarence here, okay? (laughs) And it's a wonderful life because Clarence just looks like an ordinary guy. Now, angels in the Bible are not people who have died and come down to heaven. I don't want you to think that. But in the Bible, when angels show up, you don't know they're angels Some people think they are, and others, that's why in Scripture says many of you have have entertained angels unaware. So Mary has uh, an angel come to her, and then Joseph has a dream. And the angel doesn't say, Quailin, you have to take her as your wife. He says, don't be afraid. To take Mary as your wife. Don't be afraid. The doubts in scripture often arise because we're afraid. And unless you miss it, doubting in the New Testament is a glorious calling. When Jesus is resurrected from the dead and the women show up and said, We have seen the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do the male disciples say? Right. Sure you did. And then later, Jesus appears to all of them, but Thomas isn't there. Thomas isn't there. And they say, Thomas, we've seen the Lord. Thomas, he really is. You wouldn't believe it. these women were right. Who'd have thought it? And Thomas says, You know, unless I see the hands and put my finger in, his, in the holes of his hands and in my hand in his side, I ain't believing. Doubt is important in the New Testament. Without doubt, you don't get from where you are to where you need to be. I see people when they, this is terrible, they lose a spouse. And you can tell the last year they were in Sunday school. Because that's how far their faith has progressed. So the spouse dies, and it's like, well, God needed another angel. Right, because God couldn't do it without your wife. But that's as far as they've gotten. They didn't have the doubts to get beyond that yet. Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. She will bear a son, Jesus Joshua, Jeshua, which means God saves. And here, salvation is important, what this means. This means, salvation here means to go off the track, to lose your way, to to get off the path. It's the same term in archery as to miss the mark. So sometimes we get so hung up on what does it mean that Jesus saves? It says, Jesus helps us get back on the path. Jesus helps us get back on the way we're supposed to be walking. It helps us hit the target. And what is the target? It's compassion. It's love. It's peace. Joseph was a great role model for Jesus. This was a humble man of humble origins who when he said, Don't be afraid to take Mary. He does. And I think Jesus learned a lot of what it meant to be righteous. From Joseph, to be compassionate, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, blessed are those who are simple, and if you are, you will find your way back onto the path. We live in a world right now where people are screaming for us to do Things in the name of righteousness that are not righteous. I don't know if you saw it, but at Liberty University, Jerry Falwell Jr. told his had a big thing from all of the people in his school and said, you know, you all need to get a carry, you know, permit, so that when those Muslims show up, you can take care of them. And I think, what scriptures from Jesus are you reading? Jesus shows up packing heat. That's the image that I have. No, it's not. Joseph was a man who was ideally suited for who he was. He has no lines in scripture, folks. Mary has this great song, the Magnificat. My soul magnifies the Lord. Elizabeth has a great song. Joseph has... No lines. If you're in the play, nobody wants to play Joseph. You might as well be a sheep because at least if you're a sheep, you to go, at least you get to do something. Joseph is just there being the vessel of the father that God needs him to be and that Mary needs him to be and that Jesus needs him to be. Without our doubts, our faith stays here. The opposite of faith is not doubt. Paul Tillich in Dynamics of Faith talks about how doubt is an integral part of faith. The opposite of faith is apathy not given a rip. Joseph cared. He was a righteous man because he didn't want to embarrass his betrothed even when he didn't believer, and guess what? Who would? But he was a righteous man because he did the right thing. He was compassionate, and he taught Jesus to be a man of compassion.